You are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm Vicki Baird, your Intuitive Life and Development Coach. VickiBaird.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm Vicki Baird, your intuitive life and development coach. We're going to talk about and learn how you can live your life using your first sense, which is intuition. This week, what I'd like to talk about is how it, it what it is and isn't. So the intuition has a lot of facets. It comes from your previous life experience. It comes from what you've pulled together in this lifetime, what's been introduced to you, if you've had any experience in the past, if someone's been nice enough to teach you that you even have intuition. But a lot of the times there's missed information, mixed information, and even misinformation information. So there's a lot of M's there. So what I'd like to talk about is what intuition intuition isn't. That's a tongue twister, but it's going to get all twisted up and then I'll straighten it out in the end. So the first thing that intuition isn't is ego. So we've heard this explanation of ego and you can hear, you've often heard about people being egomaniacs, egotistical, just so full of that ego. Now, I think the ego is adorable. I think it's what helps us to promote ourselves in a humble way, to be open to opportunities. And that may mean someone has offered to take you to a zip line or has asked you to be part of a karaoke night. That takes ego. It takes courage to be able to put yourself in front of other people, to put yourself in front of your own life. And if we didn't have this, we would never accomplish anything. We'd sit on the couch eating bonbons and never get anything done except get wider. So I think we have to start embracing this egoic part of us. And it got a bad rap in psychology, and I am not a psychiatrist, psychologist, or any of those. So to preface here, this is what I've learned in being human, but also working with other people. So I think if we look at the ego as that aspect of ourselves that sometimes does get out of control, we do get fat heads. We do think we're all that in a bag of chips, sour cream and onion, thank you very much. And we then slide into insecurity. So my approach has often been to treat that ego as like a three-year-old that might just need some protein, a nap, a hug, something that helps us to be kind and then come at whatever we are wanting to experience in life from a place of balance. So from a place in believing who we are, along with the courage that it takes to take those steps. So intuition is not ego. Ego will often come in with a less than supportive 
statement. It will come in with the negative. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. What are you thinking? And it often comes in in another person's voice. So even though you hear it within your head sounding like you, it has the characteristics of someone else who maybe didn't think you were all that in a bag of chips. So we have to take into consideration, I think, that when you're working with your intuition, it will 99.99999% of the time be the thing that says, I think this is a good idea. I think we should pursue this. Maybe you need more information. That would be important to ask. But it will never say you suck. It'll never say you can't. And it won't lead with an, uh, a message of lack. It will always lead with, okay, you might need to do some research. You may need to do a training program before you jump into a 50K. Might just be a good idea. So I took that advice. I am taking that advice. But it's still a balance that can be achieved, much like we talked about intuition being your first sense, and we have all the, the other five senses. This is a way to balance that message of the subconscious that the ego loves to live in. So what feeds the ego a lot of the times is fear. And I mean, think about it. When you're a kid, don't touch that. Don't talk to that person. Get away from there. What are you doing? There are things that we're taught very wisely that we shouldn't do, but it does. the brain doesn't separate that out. It puts it all in one category, and it has us fearing things that we don't necessarily have to be afraid of. We might have to be mindful of, but we don't have to be scared about. We just need to ask more questions. So intuition can be a way to work with that fear. You're still going to have bumps in your life. You're still going to have a nervousness, which can also be excitement. Now, if you're in a dark alley by yourself and you feel nervous or you feel this fear coming up, get out. Like, that's not excitement. <laughs> well, for some of you, it might be. <laughs> but I'm still going to say get out. <laughs> Do not tempt anything that's there, any human that's there. But Give yourself the knowledge and the awareness that it, if you're truly wanting to develop that first sense and the intuition, you're not going to lead with scaredy cat. You're going to lead with a sense of self where you know yourself so much that even if you're standing up on that platform and you're about to do the zip line and your knees are shaking, man, there's still a knowing with inside that this is going to be fun. We're going to be okay. And you go through with it. And then that reinforces that. See, I told you it was going to be okay. So the other, one of the other things that intuition isn't is the right to tell people what to do with their lives. Now, I know this sounds very ironic coming from someone who makes her living as an intuitive coach, but I really don't tell people what to do with their life. I give them a reflection of what I'm seeing, and we work together in assessing what it is that matters to them and getting them to listen to their own intuition. Because there have been many times where I could feel what I thought was the highest intention or direction for someone and got pushed back a little bit, rightfully so, because their intuition has to lead their journey, and they were absolutely correct. So... 
it doesn't give you a right simply because you're tapped in to your knowing to think you know better for other people. We all have our own GPS system. We all have a sense within, once we really start listening to it, that'll guide us pretty well. And I don't know if you've had the experience with a know-it-all in your life, but not a lot of fun to be around. And that would go back to the ego, right? If somebody is acting as a know-it-all and they say it's coming from their intuition, I'd be questioning whether it wasn't coming from their ego and the need to be correct. Uh, so along those same lines, it does not give you the right to read energy. And I had said this in the last podcast, too, that your developing abilities and when you're spot on and even when you have a track record, when I'm out in public, I am not reading people. Unless somebody looks right at me and says, Vicki, can you look at this? I am not reading energy. And I think it takes a level of practice and uh, a good sense of ethics to be there. So I'm going to front load this for you and say, get there before you develop any more of your intuition, because you'll feel good about yourself in knowing, number one, you won't be overwhelmed by all of the energy that's flying at you if you set those parameters. But also, it's a decent thing to do as a human. So it is intuition and developing any of your senses is not the ability or is not an excuse to escape being part of the world. A lot of the times I will hear from people, I'm too sensitive. I feel too much. I sense it all. I can't stop the information from flying in. Bunk. You can. You just need some tools. You need to learn how to assess what energy is flying around and then what is in your field and then what you don't want in your field. So one of the things I do probably about 10 times a day is I ask Archangel Michael and I say, please surround me with white light. Thank you very much. If I'm going into a grocery store, if I'm going into a class, sometimes if I'm driving in a lot of traffic, I will ask for that white light to surround me because what it does is it gives a neutral zone to your energy field and it won't keep people out, but it will keep their frenetic energy and their junk out. And I think if we all learn to respect our spaces, then we would respect other people more too. And that includes your energy field. So if you, and there are so many more tools that can be used and are free and you can apply them at any time that will help you to not fall into that trap of too sensitive because you're gonna miss out on your life if that's the case. If you're saying that there's just too much flying around, that's not to say that I love the expression that it's too peeply out there for me <laughs> because sometimes that is the case. And sometimes I will need to take a Sunday and not leave my home and just kind of hunker down and putter and everything. That's called self-care. That's not hiding from the world necessarily. I think it's important to do. And, you know, even doing a retreat or, you know, taking a, a, a day of hiking, something where you are recalibrating your system. 
this would be a great time to take a little break for you to recalibrate your system and maybe get a drink or how about you take a deep breath and you ask Archangel Michael to surround you with white light and see if you can feel the difference. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. I hope you took a few moments there to feel the field around you, to take a deep breath, to see if you can see if you can feel. That's a great statement. But see if you can feel the energy that is floating around because the only way you're really going to develop this and enhance it is to practice. And you're just going to have to practice a lot. It's part of the process. So the other thing, and this may be true confession time, it's not a power trip, nor is intuition an extortion tool. And the reason I say it that way is when I was growing up and didn't really know what this was, but knew where my siblings were when they weren't supposed to be somewhere that mom and dad had said not to go or hanging out with that person they said they didn't want to hang out with. Somehow I knew that they were, and I might have charged a few of the boyfriends a fee to keep my mouth shut. So I like to think of it as entrepreneurial from the beginning, but I do not (laughs) encourage it. So it's not to use the ultimate, you know, Google stalking tool. It's more to help you be in this world with as much information as possible and to create the life that you would like to have. Um, I addressed this in the previous one, but I'm going to reiterate it that it does not make you special to have a heightened intuitive sense. You're already special. You don't need the heightened intuitive sense to be special. The intuition and using it isn't what gets you there. The fact that your soul already does that for you. See, it's already done. Don't need to work it anymore. So please, once you've harnessed some of your skills and you've find that it's so exciting and you like feeling and knowing how you can help other people, let's, you know, leave the self-accolades out of it, all right? Um, You can feel good about yourself without thinking it makes you the expert or it makes you better than anyone, quite frankly, because it doesn't. And by being in that place of appreciation for it, it will have, help you to remain humble in your approach to life, and it will help you to just have fun with this stuff. So 
We've talked about what intuition isn't, so I'd like to talk about what it is. And this is really the fun part for me. And you could tell I don't want to lecture people. That's not my role here. But I've done so much of the <laughs> kind of trudging uphill and trying to figure this stuff out that I figure if I can save you a few trips, that might be a good thing. So what is intuition? Well, it's an, it is the internal GPS. We all depend on that so much now. And I, know, I don't know about you, but if I'm going anywhere new, I have got that programmed into my car and I'm using the navigation system that I so appreciate. Well, we have this internal GPS already in us, helping us to navigate what can be a very challenging path. Being human is not for wimps. It takes a lot of courage and it takes some heavy lifting at time. So intuition comes in, whether it's the clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, clairgustus, clairvoyance, it doesn't matter how it's coming in. It typically comes with some kind of sneaking suspicion, some kind of feeling within that something's just out of balance. And if you start to pay attention, that everything is a frequency, right? So the table in front of you has a frequency to it. It's just very dense, so it's not moving around. And like I like to use the example of taking water from standing to boiling because as that process turns up and you get the little bubbles on the side and then it goes to a rolling boil, and then it starts to create steam, all of that is creating a higher and higher frequency. Well, energy works the same way. So if you start paying attention to what feels out of balance or um, uh, inconsistent around you, you'll be able to pick up on what I call the sneaking suspicion. And that's when you know or you feel like something just isn't right here please start paying attention to that because that is your knowing. That is your GPS saying, this would be a good place to take a left, not a right. And it usually, if you pay attention to it, saves you many steps and many missteps because when we ignore it, we often have to do a little bit of cleanup. So that person you trusted, even though your gut said run and run fast, and you still didn't listen to it, you're okay if you consider it a learning experience and something that can expand your life, but maybe you didn't need to go through that if you just listened to that out-of-balance feeling. So it gives you, and along with that, it brings a confidence when something doesn't make sense. So a lot of the times, if you trust that knowing within yourself and you proceed with a decision or calling somebody or signing up for a class, a lot of the times, two, three weeks, months, a year down the line, oh, it all makes sense. And it's the confidence that you can have within yourself because you've paid attention and you've collected the evidence of your intuition that you can say, I know it doesn't make sense to you people out there, but 
this is what I'm doing. So, and it doesn't have to make sense to other people, by the way. Your intuition is only going to make sense to you. In time, eh, there's plenty of times where I've jumped on something, moved forward, didn't have supporting information, and it ended up being the best thing in my life. So it just comes with trusting that your knowing is to be depended on. So intuition also comes in repeated messages. And this can come through other people. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where Within a couple days, two or three people have said the exact same thing to you and you feel like you're in that Groundhog movie where it's just happening over and over again. I definitely use the rule of three here. If I hear something three times in whatever form it is, I act on it. And that may be a show to watch. You know, three people have suggested a show. It may be to contact someone. It may be that... um, I've had an idea for a class, didn't say it out loud, and then three people over a short period of time said, you know what I'd like to learn? And I was like, okay, and then you go home and write the class. So the repeated messages, you'll start to have almost an antenna or a security system that goes off that says, wait a minute, I heard this not too long ago, and I need to listen and pay attention. This is where jotting down a note comes in very handy because sometimes we'll hear it and we're so active in our lives that we just go on to the next thing. And if you don't bring it into this realm, it it often goes in one ear and out the other. So with those repeated messages, there's patterns that get created universally. And then synchronistic events will start to happen. So most of this is simply paying attention. And I know it's not the easiest thing to pay attention because we have so many distractions going on. But with the intention of paying attention, you can actually have these things. <laughs> they It almost feels like it's being announced to the world, like it's really loud. And then you look around and nobody else heard it. <laughs> But it's effective for you. And then synchronistic events will happen. You'll line up with meeting that person that really can help you to propel your career or who knows somebody that would make a great partner for you or that um, it just brings in the program you needed and or just a great app, man. There's an app for everything. So when you get used to this communication style, it stops being odd and it becomes your way of being. And then it just starts to pop in whenever you have a quiet moment. It can be bloody hard to live with, this intuitive side of us, because empathically, there's so much that goes on and I would really encourage you to be conscious, super conscious of what you're paying attention to. So that means your social media feeds, your TV watching, the people in your life who aren't rays of sunshine. Um, And we can't be that constantly, but if there are people who 
always point out what can't happen, you might want to look at how is that affecting my thinking, my feeling, and how I am in the world because it gets to be exhausting to take all of that in, and then sometimes it gets to be the voice that's within when it's not really. It's that borrowed thing. So um, having a heightened intuitive sense, and I think it's important for me to present this because a lot of the times it's it's talked about whether it's developing your energy to do Reiki, Lahu Chi, um, body work, any of the hands-on modalities, uh, or developing it so that you can write the greatest songs or the books or whatever it is. A lot of the times, developing your sensitive side is talked about as you know, the equivalent to winning the lottery. But I don't know if you've ever met somebody who's won the lottery. It doesn't always enhance their life. Sometimes it's very difficult for them to accept this process. And I think in total transparency, I need to say that intuition sometimes can be lonely. It can create a situation where when you're listening to yourself and you're honoring what you hear, and those that are directly around you can't hear that same message, it can often feel like you're the only person on the planet. I promise you you're not, and I'm going to say, suck it up, buttercup, and take deep breaths, find like-minded people, connect with those that Love whatever they're doing. It doesn't have to be the same thing you're talking about, but love what they're doing. And then that space of, uh, and that energy of lonely starts to dissipate. And I find that if I feel lonely, I'm looking for other people to fill my space for me. I'm looking for others to help me feel better about my life, my situation, or whatever. So, when I have a good chat with myself and my knowing, be, knowing part of me, I realize uh, that it's I'm not lonely because other people are around me. I'm feeling lonely because I'm not seeking those who line up with me. And it might just be an adjustment in my frequency. So I think it's important to speak of these things. Because if we make everything sound like, you know, rainbows and unicorn kisses and stuff, when you experience this, you might think you're doing something wrong and you're not. So what I would love for you to do is maybe take some of this into consideration and see, have I experienced that? Have I felt any of these what intuition isn't, what it is? Am I working primarily in my ego or am I willing to let that cute little bugger step aside and let the information flow through me so that I can live a balanced life. We can't be without ego. And I find it painful to be without intuition. So if we have them work together, it's like the first sense working with the other five senses. It's a beautiful combination. So thank you very much. This has been Intuition, Your First Sense talking about what intuition isn't and what it is. And once you cultivate all of this, I hope you will find 
a contentedness within self that you then help other people to learn. The next episode will be how to use your first sense in life. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. And if you'd like to follow me, please check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, my own website, vickybaird.com, or just reach out in any way possible. I'll take smoke signals. It's fine. VickyBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut It's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition your first sense Thanks for listening to Intuition Your First Sense Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time.